Welcome to The Good Moods Show with Matt O'Neill. This is the show to help you navigate the challenging moods we all experience as human beings and where you will learn the best strategies to feel the good moods and good vibes we all love to feel. Because when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. This is The Good Moods Show. Now, here's your host, Matt O'Neill. Welcome to The Good Mood Show. I am your host, Matt O'Neill, and today I'm with one of my favorite people on the planet, Shannon Hawkins. Hey. Shannon, thank you for being here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's really exciting. Heck yeah. Well, um, so every time I hang around you, I feel good because you're always <laughs> in a good mood and you lift everyone up around you. So let's start out with some wins. What are some wins for you right now? Okay. Win right now, um, Saturday night, I have a hot date with my hubby and I'm Ooh. very excited. Um, you know, being in real estate, you don't get a whole lot of time for personal things like that. So we decided Saturday would be a good night and we don't even know what we're going to do, but we'll be together and it'll be a great time. So heck yeah. <laughs> oh man. JR is doing something right. If he's taking you out oh. on a date. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> Heck yeah. That is awesome news. Uh, so I love going on dates with Katie. Mm -hmm. And in fact, one of the one of the 10 things that I look at every day is uh, I date my wife this week. Oh, I love that. And it's just so that I'm like, okay, what, how am I going to create that space? Because we've got four kids. Right. <laughs> I'm always like, how do I get the space to actually date? Katie this week. Right. Well, I think too is um, a lot of times people think it has to be at night. Right. I love breakfast. I love breakfast. I could eat breakfast every mm. meal every day. Love breakfast. So if it's us just getting up an hour before Zachary and fixing pancakes together and going outside, that to me is a date. It is a date. It's, yep. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. And it's one great thing about living in Charleston. There's always something free to do. So you can even, you know, look up something free to do for the weekend and just, you don't even have to spend a lot of money. It's just time. It is time. <laughs> and uh, Katie and I love breakfast. Yes. And we'll go to lunch too. Mm -hmm. And going on a lunch date is super nice because the kids are at school. Right. And so if we can find that, if we can carve that out, yes. that's a really nice way to connect. For so sure. um, my good news uh, right now, we just had a team celebration dinner and I, and Katie surprised everyone. She came. Yeah, oh, she came. Love that. And so when I showed up to the restaurant and we, we were at uh, Burton's in Mount Pleasant mm -hmm. and I, I showed up and this team of smiling wonderful, dedicated, incredible human beings was all there. And I like, I still like just the image of all these amazing people right. that are together. I, I'm just holding on to that image because it, it really inspired me. Like I am so lucky to get the chance to spend time with these people. Right. So that's my good and news. And equally, you know, them with you. I mean, I you, people love being around you. You build people up as well. So um, I'm sure they felt the same way when you walked in. <laughs> well, thank you for saying you're that. Welcome. Hey, that is, that's actually what we're going to talk about today is building people up. So you're so good at that. And when we, we were talking before we got on the show here, you were just talking about how 
you know, JR was talking about how that's your gift is speaking mm-hmm. belief into people. And then some of the people that you work with, like you, you were asking them, what is your gift? And they're like, you inspire and lift others up. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it goes back, you know, a long way with me. I'm almost 40. So it goes back many, many years um, and having to dig myself out of trenches. Right. So I did that internally. I would talk myself out of bad situations or being in a bad mood or whatever the case was. I was always, I felt digging myself out of a trench in those situations. And I never externalized that with other people until later in life. And now it's something that it just comes so naturally to me to help friends and family, colleagues that may call me with a problem, just helping them figure out how to dig themselves out of that trench um, and coming out on top. So the book I'm writing is called How to Get Out of a Bad Mood. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you said that you would dig yourself out of a bad mood, yeah. that like that's exactly the work I'm the most passionate about. So right. we all get in these bad moods. Sure. This is the good mood show, but the good you only get in good moods when you learn how to overcome right. these bad moods that we all have. Right. So talk with me about being a kid and like discovering this? Like what kid Mm -hmm. discovers how to dig themselves out of a bad mood? You did. Yeah. So my dad died when I was really young. Um, So it was just my mom and I for a long time. Um, And, you know, that'll do a lot psychologically to a kid. Um, You know, going to friends' houses and seeing a two-parent home is really hard and asking my friends, what is it like to have a dad? You know, so um, I'd say that's probably the first thing that I think about when I think about digging myself out of a trench is not feeling sorry for myself. Um, You know, God put my dad on this earth so I could be born, and I need to do something with that, right? And I know that I'll see him again one day. So, um, you know, those are all really good things. You know, digging out of trenches, again, having a kiddo so young, you know, having my oldest son um, at such a young age, you know, again, I could have gone four different avenues with that, but I thought, nope, God gave me this blessing. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to make sure he has a really great life. And during that time was constantly digging myself out of trenches, putting myself through school, working two and three jobs most of the time, my grandparents helping me raise him, um, which I'm forever grateful for. But then looking at his life now, and it was worth all of the mountain climbing um, to get him where he's at today. And I know your son, Cam, <laughs> and he is, he's got the biggest smile. He's got the biggest heart. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and he cheers everyone up. Yeah. So I just want to validate you oh, that you. all of that intentional effort to see him as such a gift, and he is. He is. He is a gift to the world. He is. And, you, a- and you are. <laughs> Thank and you. And you are a gift to the world. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I had I had some abandonment from my dad as a child too, mm-hmm. and and I would I was I remember I was sitting at the table of my babysitter's house. My mom was working two jobs, putting herself through school. Yeah. She was you. Yeah, she was a single mom trying to raise four kids without child support because my dad wouldn't pay child support. Right. And um and I'm sitting there at the babysitter's house. Who was like, who was my angel? She was my, your grandparents, Yeah, you know, Cam's grandparents were an angel for right. you. This Kay was an angel for me. And I had my head down and I was crying and she's, she's like, what's wrong? And I said, I'm going to be the only kid in kindergarten who's divorced. Mm. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It, I mean, cause there's no 
end in sight when you're that age and you look at your situation. It's I'm damaged goods, right? Yeah. You really do think like that. And it's it's so sad, but then it makes us who we are when we realize that we're not damaged goods. No, and, we're not. <laughs> and looking back, even though my dad abandoned our family and it wasn't just a divorce, he just literally just was gone. Right. God sent other angels. Mm-hmm. He sent Kay. Right. You know, God had other people, other male figures. He sent other father figures from right. other places to fill that void for mm-hmm. me. And, uh, you know, it's this we can get all focused on what we lost. The ego loves to say, I don't have enough. Right. I, this, I deserve a biological dad who's going to be here to raise mm-hmm. me and show me how to throw a football. That's what my ego said. Right. And my ego would, would anytime I went in his pity party, would say, well, this isn't fair. Why do they get a dad? Right. But then when I look back and I can see the blessings. Well, and I think in those situations too, it's what when God takes someone out of your life, right? He's not doing it to you, right? You say that he's doing it for you. It's hard for us to see that sometimes what he was protecting you from by removing that person. Right, we see it as oh woe is me. My dad got taken from me, but what did God actually protect us from in doing that? Right, so you wouldn't have had, um, you know, the love maybe that you have for your mom and the respect that you have for your mom if you hadn't seen her hustle so hard. Right, because Cam says that to me. He's like, Mom, I, you were hustling. Like I know you were working because the guilt that I have, and I still do have it. I'm human. Um, is that I was not around him more from zero to five because yeah. I was working. Right. He doesn't remember that, thank goodness, but I do. But on the flip side of that, it was I was doing it all for him. And when I look at him now, it's, okay, well, it was worth it. Yes. I So my mom is one of my very best friends. Mm-hmm. And I, just like you're saying, I've got so much respect for her. Yes. I just, she, she is the angel of my life, just like you are for, yeah. for Cam. And she hustled and the, like the, I learned from her ridiculous work ethic. Yes. Like crazy mm-hmm. work ethic. Like it doesn't matter how hard it is. We're, I, she's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that, right. that it's going to work out. Yeah. And that rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. And she used to say, you know, I was just a little kid. We like it. Things were dire. Right. We'd have $25 to shop for five of us. I know. And she's like, she would hand me a calculator at age six and she'd say, we're going to learn math. Mm-hmm. Every time I yeah. put something in the cart, you're going to yeah. add it up and it can't go past $25. I know. Well, Cameron and I used to eat Raymond noodles every night. That I, is I what love we those. I do too. <laughs> and he says ramen, I say Raymond, but it's fine. You say the fancy I way. Because <laughs> uh, I wanted to feel fancy. I yeah. wasn't at all. But I remember I got a, a paycheck and I got a bonus. And it wasn't a whole lot more, but it was something extra. And I got us a pack of frozen shrimp. Mm. and a pack of frozen vegetables. I know that sounds it like... It sounds amazing. It does. I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> and I made that for him that night. And I will never forget what he was wearing. I, I remember the whole night just like it was yesterday. And I sat his food down. And I used to... I would eat what he did not eat. So I let him eat first. And I would put just a little teeny tiny bit in a bowl. And when he would finish, I would finish his food. And he looked at me and his eyes got so big... And he looked and he said, are we rich now? And it, oh, I still get chill bumps talking about it. And I said, no, why? And he said, we have shrimp in our Raymond noodles. (laughs) 
And it was the most precious thing. And I thought to him, that was luxury. That was, he was seeing the fruits of my labor, that mom's been working hard so we get to have shrimp in our in our noodles. And it was just one of the best nights of my life with him, that he appreciated what was in front of him. It was really sweet. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um and now you're successful business owner. <laughs> yes. You are, you know, um, voted the best interior designer four years in a yeah, row. Yeah. Going to be number five. <laughs> and like, look at look at all this yeah. success that you've created. Yeah. Um, but that it, it's such a beautiful story. Uh, there's a story that uh, I I love. Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. He's super inspiring he guy. And he tells this story of. Um, when he had, he literally ran out of money, mm-hmm. like zero dollars. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he said, well, shoot, I've got 20 bucks left. I'm just going to go to the nicest restaurant in town. And they got this buffet so I can eat all I can eat. Yeah. And, um, and he has to eat a lot and he has to, he's huge. <laughs> right. And so he tells this story that he goes to this, all you can eat buffet to eat a week's worth of food oh in one sitting. So that, yeah. because he doesn't know when his next meal will come. And, um, he's got like $6 and 50 cents left or something like that is all that's left in his pocket. Mm. And he sees this little boy dressed up like a suit jacket, like a, a little eight year old boy. And he's with his mama mm-hmm. and he can tell this boy is super proud to be know? with his mama. And he walks up, he walks over to the table and he says, man, look at you taking out your mom to dinner. And, and the kid goes, no, I'm not. She's paying. And he goes, you are tonight. And he puts his $6 and 50 cents on the table in front of this kid. And the kid gets the biggest smile. And Tony walked out of the restaurant with $0 in any bank account and under the couch, it's all gone. All gone. And he went to bed that night, just like in the, like the best mood ever. And he wrote down on a piece of paper, he said, the secret to living is giving. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And the very next day, a check had shown up that from somebody that out of nowhere, right, that, that he had written off was never going to pay him back from two years ago. The guy would never answer a call, and it was $1,000. I call those God winks. Yes. <laughs> I, I say it every day. Something will happen. A friend of mine will call me and tell me, and I'm like, that was a God wink. God God affirmed him yes. that the secret to living is giving. Giving. Mm-hmm. That that was absolutely a God wink in saying, Yeah, you got it. You figured it out. Right. Like this was this this is Well, it's it. not our money anyway. No. It's not. You know, God blesses us with it and we're to bless others with it for sure. Yeah, we're not taking it with us either. No, <laughs> and none of us are getting out of this alive, you right. know. So <laughs> So we might as well we might yes. as well give where yeah. we can, and so that's yeah. one. Of, I know that's one of your passions mm-hmm. is giving back. Yes, and you know, tell me a little bit about why you're so passionate about this. Yeah. So again, we'll go back to being a young mom. Um, I don't remember if it was when he was four or five, but one of those years, we I did not have the money to buy him Christmas. Um, I feel like Christmas presents are overrated a bit. Um, People go really crazy. Um, I go crazy decorating my house now. But um, that year, I had to go to a church and get um, gifts for him. And I will never forget the feeling walking in there. And I was looking around me and obviously was not judging others because I was there. But it was just hard to look around and see so many people in need. And I, I thought to myself, this is it. 
I'll do this one time and I'm not doing it again. I don't care if I have to work seven jobs. I'm not going to walk in a church and have to get gifts for my for my kid again. And I didn't. Um, I don't remember working seven jobs and I do remember hustling harder. Um, but I remember standing there just crying and he was with me. And he's, you know, he didn't know what was going on. And um, I thought, if there's ever a time in my life where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the Christmas gift giver. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for other people. Because it is so demeaning. It was for me, I don't know about how other people feel, to walk in and know that you couldn't provide for your children. It was such a hard day for me. I'll never forget it. And I think it keeps me humble now in, in our business and, um, you know, spending money wisely because I never want to feel like that again. Um, and now, you know, we give back. We're the Christmas gift givers. I mean, we bless families this Christmas. We do every Christmas. Um, every Friday, I deliver food to um, families in our community through a, a organization at our church. Um, you know, I grocery shop every Thursday night, even when I'm tired, I don't feel like doing it. I go and I buy groceries for these families and it's to make sure that their children eat um, through the weekends. <laughs> You're such <No>. an inspiration. <laughs> you all like that message, everything you just said, I just love all of it. Yeah. I, I remember I was on social media a, a year ago and I saw that you had taken a homeless man. Charles. Yeah, tell yeah. tell that story. Yeah, so um, uh, we live in Hanahan, and um, you know we have to go home off you know Rivers Remount that area, North Rhett, and it's full of homeless um, people. And I would see this one guy, and I just he has the sweetest face. His name's Charles. He's just he's really a precious person. And um, one day the Lord just spoke to me, and and hadn't any other day when I'd seen him. So I knew when I felt that tug on my heart that I needed to pull over. And um, we had a great conversation. Um, he told me about how he became homeless and that he was an army vet. Um, and he just wanted to feel loved. And he said, when people stop and help me, I call them my angels for the day. And I get back to my car. I had a comforter in the back of my car um, from staging. And I gave him that and a bag because his stuff was just falling out. Every few steps, stuff would fall out of his wagon. And um, I gave him Zachary's wallet. My youngest son had his wallet in the car with 20 bucks in it. And I handed, I took, you know, Zachary's personal things out and I gave Charles that wallet. And I said, everybody deserves to feel validated and needed and loved. And I'm not just going to hand you money. I want you to have something to put the money in. And it just, it just made his day. And I still see him. We still talk when I do see him and he's still homeless. I don't, I don't get into all of that with him very much. Just tell him that I'm thinking about him and, and he feels loved even for a minute and everybody deserves that. How many times have I walked by someone who is homeless mm-hmm. and not looked them in the eye? Right. We're all guilty of that. And that's why your story was so inspiring to me because you not only did you look Charles in the eye, but you said, what do I have mm-hmm. that could make your life more comfortable? Was Zachary in the car? Did Zach? No, he was not. But we did buy Charles shoes. And when we went to deliver them, because he he stays around one gas station. So I gave him my card and I said, I'm going to, what size do you wear? I'm going to order you some shoes. I said, call me in about a week. So he did. And when his shoes came in, Zachary and I took those to him. 
Um, so Zachary is very, both my boys are very used to seeing me give back. And I think that it, um, you know, will help them be the same way when they get older. Um, Zachary's very generous. You know, he wants to help people all the time. Um, just recently, we had an old neighbor that was is losing both of his parents at the same time. And he called me the other day to tell me that Cameron had mailed him a card and had written out specific things that he remembers about this friend of ours' parents and how they took, you know, interest in him as a little boy and how much he respected Nathan for caring for his parents while they were dying and said, I hope that I can be that man for my mom and dad one day. I mean, you know, so I do hope that I'm rubbing off on them in that way that, um, you know, we're all working for heaven, right? I say that all the time. It's not our money. It's not our house. It's not our car. We're all we're all working for the end, right? Which is our prize, and it's what God's prepared for us. So in everything that we do, it's are we honoring Him and and getting to heaven? Wow, what a <laughs> Cameron! Holy moly! I know. And you, and you didn't prompt him to send no, this letter. No, no, I didn't even know. He didn't even tell me about it. Wow. Nathan called and said, "I just wanted to tell you about this card that I got." And and Cameron hand wrote, you know, all of these things. And what a kid! Oh, it was just it was one of my favorite parenting moments. <laughs> yeah. So and and you are so validating to my children when they give back. And so I'm, I'm very much like you that I want to get them involved. Well, in you and back. I think it was you and Harper and Cameron were somewhere recently or, or soon after I saw Charles where you ran across a homeless person. Yes. Do you remember that? Yep. You told me about that you, story. You had, you had inspired me with, and, um, and we were downtown Charleston. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I was walking by and because of your story. So look at, look at the inspiration. This is just how it works. Like one good deed right. leads to another good right. deed. So your beautiful heart. Then I'm walking by um, a man downtown and he says, you know, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And he had, his voice was really strained and I walked by mm-hmm. and I didn't look at him. Mm-hmm. And then God tugged at your heart. <laughs> I turned around and uh, I pulled $20 out of my wallet and I gave it to him. And he grabbed my hand with both his hands and he looked in my eyes and he said that I had a beautiful heart. Well, and I think it's important too to, you know, when, when we're talking about giving back, we can't help everyone, right? It's no. financially, nobody can help everyone, but you can smile. That's free. You can say hello, that's free. You can offer a hug if you feel so compelled, that's free. And it just does so much for that person because, let's be honest, there's not two separate lines in heaven, right? (laughs) There's not a line for the people that drove nicer cars and lived in nicer houses and the people that are homeless. God doesn't separate us that way. We're all his children. right? So we're standing in the same line to get into heaven. We're all in the same line. Well, (laughs) actually, we're in the same line here on earth. Yes. Yes. We're not separated by... No. And so what... Because there was an end to this story. Yeah. Harper, my oldest, Mm -hmm. was in a funk. She wasn't in a great mood, and she was kind of just being kind of standoffish to me. And it was... I, I I wanted to be close to her. And she saw that and she saw me turn around. I, you know, again, I wasn't doing it like for her to notice. She wasn't right. looking at me. Right. And 
when I came back to like catch up with the group, she ran over to me and she put both her arms around me and she hugged me so tight. Mm -hmm. And then she walked hand in hand with me. Because in that moment, you saved the day, right? You saved the day. And that, I mean, you probably stood eight foot tall to her right in that moment. And that's really sweet. I I was a hero Mm -hmm. from giving back. Yes. And um, so I'm really involved with Make-A-Wish, as Mm -hmm. you know. And there there was a a boy who was getting his wish granted that I got to see. Mm Mm-hmm. And before we love to to be wish granters too, mm-hmm. and so the, they'll we'll get a list sometime. I'll ask. I'll mm-hmm. say, "Hey, what do, what does this what does this child really love mm-hmm. other than the gift that they're getting for their wish?" Right. And we'll go shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, I I ended up getting the list back, and I was leaving the next morning, and it was right after Halloween. And um, the the boy loved his favorite candy was. Hershey, mm-hmm. Her, just Hershey chocolate, just plain Hershey chocolate. Right. Well, the right after Halloween, like the very next day, and my girls had all gotten just one big candy bar, just one. Mm-hmm. And it was full Hershey chocolate bars. They and are so good. I know, they're so good. <laughs> and my three-year-old Kelly, I said, hey, girls, I don't have time to go get this thing, but w- would you donate for this boy. And Kelly says, I immediately puts her hands up. She, he can have mine. So sweet. And the other two kind of crossed their arms mm-hmm. and give, gave me the side eye. I might've crossed my arms just for a minute. <laughs> like it was dark chocolate <laughs> just for a minute. <laughs> and then they were like, fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, I'm telling this story because what happened is the next day you showed up to my office with full Hershey bars mm-hmm. for me to take home to my girls. Mm-hmm. Because you were so inspired by what they did and you wanted to tell them that they were, you were their God's validation. Yeah. You were telling them the secrets of living is giving. Right. And they didn't just get back one Hershey bar. They got back multiple because you were showing them that when you give, you get back more. Mm -hmm. Which is so true. And it's important for us to teach, you know, kids that because at that age, it's, well, if I give it away, I'm never going to see it again. Right. Right. So it, it is very important to understand that it may not be immediate, but God will bless you back for blessing others. So your faith is so important to you. Yes. Tell me, how did you get such a strong faith? Yeah. So um, again, we'll go back to, you know, just a really trying time in my life where um, I was a young mom and that's all I had. I mean, I didn't have anything else. I truly, that was the biggest trench I'd I'd ever been in. And I remember somebody saying to me once, I, I said that I was having a hard time sleeping because I just didn't know how I was going to put myself through school, be a good mom, and do all the things that I knew I needed to do to to make this child's life a good one. And he said to me, how about when you go to sleep at night, you pray? And I said, man, I, I tell you, I don't know that God has time for anybody else as it is. I'm praying all the time. Like, I'm literally, that's all I do is pray. And I don't know how he's hearing anybody else. And he says, what better place to go to sleep than in the arms of Jesus? And that hit me hard. I thought, well, how cool is that, right? So you're you're just giving it to him every night. When you're laying in bed, you're just, thank you, God, for, for the day, right? Thank you for getting me through the day. Thank you for hopefully waking me up in the morning, and I'm going to do all I can to make it a great day. And I do feel like that's how I live my life now. And every night when I go to bed, I'm praying. Um, I don't even get to finish my prayer because I go to sleep, 
but it's very peaceful. So I, I do, you know, attribute that to being a young mom and only having my faith. I mean, that's all I had was to cling on to the Lord in that time. And it's just gotten stronger and stronger. Somebody shared that thought with me. It was uh, my buddy, Adam. Mm -hmm. And he said, every night he says, thank you to God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that is so cool. Because I do it every morning. Right. Every morning I wake up and I say, thank you to God Mm -hmm. for the day. And he was saying every night he goes to bed saying, thank you to God for the day. I'm like, man, that would be awesome to book in my day. Right. With thank you in the morning and thank you at night. Well, and thank you for waking me up. Yeah. How can how can I be the best version of Shannon? How can I be the best version of Matt today? Right? Because it's not ours. So what can I do to serve the Lord today and and make other people's lives better? And then thank you for the day I had, regardless yes. of what regardless. happened, mm-hmm. regardless of the circumstances, the problems, the challenges, yeah. the upset people, the business thing that didn't go right, yeah. the money that left, like regardless of all of that, thank you that I got to be here today. Yep. Man, what a beautiful, that, that, that'll that put you in a good mood. <laughs> it will put you in a good mood. And right? that, and that's like the, that's like a tip on how to be in a good mood. I, I didn't have a strong faith through my twenties. Mm-hmm. I just totally went the opposite way. Right. I ran from religion. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to think during that time, and I wasn't happy either. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in good moods. I was in the worst moods. Right. And it was like the dark, it was the dark period of my life. And, you know, that there was, there was drugs and there was alcohol abuse and it was just tough. Mm-hmm. And I would look at people with a strong faith and I'm like, man, it's so easy for those people to be in good moods because of course they have it all. Yeah. They've got, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no, I, I thought they weren't smart. Oh, okay. They hadn't figured, I'm like, yeah, if I was dumb and naive and believed in this God thing, right. I, I could be happy like that, but I'm too smart. I figured, mm-hmm. I figured it out that this, that there's not this God that's protecting us and looking after us. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting. The older you get, the smarter you get too. Yes. And the less you know. <laughs> yep. And, and your, your children teach you a lot. Yes. I've learned a lot from my boys. Well, what I was saying in my 20s, that people with strong faith are in the best moods, I am experiencing now because my faith is so strong now. And when I know that um, God has got me and I'm always safe in God's arms and I'm always safe every night in Jesus's arms, right? that is a good mood. It is a good mood. Because anything that happens, I know that with God, I'm I'm okay. Well, there's a really great quote that says, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it, which is so huge. I mean, every day in all of our lives, we have moments where we're like, how in the world am I going to get through this? And it's so important to remember that there is a reason, right? And it's bigger than us, and it will teach us something, and it's going to make us better, right? So if he brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And I say that to myself all day, every day. <laughs> Wow. If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that, I, I'm going to, I'm going to write that one we'll, down we'll put that on your wall. I'm putting that one up on the wall. Yeah. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you, you, you remember that uh, famous picture of the footsteps mm-hmm. in the sand? Yeah. Where there were two sets and then there was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just love that thought too, because yes. that was me in my twenties. Right. There was only one set of footsteps there, right. and and the 
the footsteps poem is the essence of it is the man shaking his hand at God saying, yeah, you were there for me when things were going good, but how about in that hard time? I was on my own. You abandoned me when things got super hard. And God said, no, 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 my son. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that's the time I had to carry you. Carry you, you. yeah. It's so true. And it's easy to forget that. I mean, we're all human. We all have moments of woe is me, and, and you forget that. But it's so true that he is literally with us always. And it's such a sweet thought, you know, that no matter what, he's there. And that leads to a lot of good moods. (laughs) A lot of good moods. Even in the (laughs) trying times. And who doesn't have those challenges sometimes, Mm -hmm. even on a weekly basis, right? Don't we have a challenging time on a weekly basis, it seems like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in those moments, you just have to say, "Uh uh-uh, not today, Satan. You better get behind me. (laughs) Just get behind me. It's not going to work today. (laughs) Oh, man. I have got a super funny story. Uh, okay. My, da- my daughter, Harper, as you said, the Satan, get behind me. Mm-hmm. My daughter, Harper, was really upset at her sister mm-hmm. and was being mean to her. And I said to her, I said, Harper, you know, you've got the devil on one shoulder mm-hmm. who's in your ear telling you to be mean. And then over here, you've got your highest self. This is your soul. This is your angel right. that is telling you that you know, that doing that is only going to make you feel worse and make them feel worse. And it's who are you going to listen to? So the other day I've got this one-on-one trip planned with Harper. We're going to go to Miami (laughs) and I I can't, I can't wait. She picked, she picked it. She, she just loves to shop and like the essence of Miami is like, right. But the, our tickets got changed, the times. And Mm -hmm. now we're going to get, we're going to get in at like nine o'clock at night. And then I've got to get the luggage and get to the hotel. And it's going to be way late for an eight-year-old. Right. So I'm on the phone with the Orbitz company, mm-hmm. and the the person <laughs> doesn't speak great English, mm-hmm. and and I and I go through 30 minutes of them asking me a million questions, and and can I place you on a brief hold, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm I'm a pretty good guy at good moods, right? I <laughs> right? like this is my thing, and uh, and then we get to the end of all of this, and she says, I can't help you. And I'm like, okay, well, is there someone who can? And she says, yes, you need to call a different place. And oh. she gives me the number and it's the same number I called to get her. <laughs> and I start to like lose it a little bit. And I'm like, that is the exact same number. You're telling me that you want me to call you back. And then Harper goes, daddy, daddy, flick that devil off your shoulder. God bless her. I love that. How true. But out of the mouth of babes. And she's probably literally picturing it on yes. your shoulder and you doing this. It oh, is, I love as that. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it takes an eight-year-old sometimes to make th- put yes, things in perspective. Yes, but had you responded differently and she and one of your other girls had a disagreement later on, she may have responded negatively because she saw you respond negatively. Yeah. So it is really important. They're watching all of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, she took that lesson too and yes. she internalized it mm-hmm. and to be able to, to spout it. Like she wasn't doing it in a like, na 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 Right. Like she wasn't, she was literally trying to help me. I'm, oh, I love that. Well, if I ever need the devil flicked off my shoulder, I'm calling her for a call, pep talk. Call Harper. <laughs> no, she's got it, man. She's got it. Shannon, I have loved this conversation. I know, it's been really great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. And that is the Good Mood Show. Everybody have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Good Moods Show with Matt O'Neill. For free resources, videos, and materials about getting into your best moods, head on over to mattoneal.com. And remember, when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. See you next week. Same time, same place.